What's up, Slick Talkers? I want to promote a quick little thing that we're doing at Good Morning Hospitality called Good Morning Retreats. This is our first ever retreat, and we are hosting a hospitality training retreat at the Horst Schultz Hospitality Training School in Auburn, Alabama. Now, this is going to be July 8th through the 10th, and it's for operators only. So if you're a property manager and you want to actually dive into the inner workings of providing hospitality and not just the operations of your business, then this is what you need to do and sign up for. So go to goodmorningretreats.com in order to get into an intimate setting with other operators just like you. If you go to the website, you'll see the published agenda and other things around the whole retreat. We're excited to host you. And if you're going to the retreat already and you've already confirmed your spot, we can't wait to show you what we have up our sleeves for this event. Now, let's move on to the episode. Thanks for tuning in. And like always, I hope you guys are enjoying the podcast. And that goes back to sometimes you can get in with a lucky hotel that has awesome incentives. And some people, mm-hmm. some people work for hotels all their life and they're like, why do people hate it? You know, my hotel's great. I get this incentive. I get this, I get that. And yeah, but a lot of hotels, you know, don't necessarily do those same things. You know, yeah. I remember I went to another hotel and I wasn't even working front desk. I was working like concierge. And um, I remember hearing the front desk girls talking about how much money they were making on upsells. And at the time, I'd come from another property work in front desk or two other properties work in front desk. And we didn't even have any such thing mm-hmm. as that. And I was like, I was like, man, are you kidding? I said, if I had that at my other properties, I could have probably been cleaning up and I was doing it for free. Yeah. yeah. You know, and not to mention that, that that property, they had, you know, water view upgrades. So it was like, well, that's that's too easy for 50 yeah. bucks or whatever. Yeah, it was. too but easy. The last positive would just be, um, and we talked about it earlier, just no, you don't, you don't need any education, formal education. Mm-hmm. If you want it, go for it, but it's it's not needed. Welcome to Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast where we discuss all things hospitality, hotels, and business. You can find us online at slicktalkthepodcast.com and on every podcast listening platform. Hey everybody, before you continue on today's podcast, I want you to hear this message real quick. I'm always talking about the guest experience, but another topic that I love talking about is the team experience. Part of the team experience is safety and ongoing training. There's nothing worse than not knowing how to do your job or not being told when things have been updated when it comes to policies, procedures, and of course, with everything going on with COVID-19, proper protocol when it comes to cleaning your room or property. So if you're in a hotel or a vacation rental, I highly recommend that you get into the cleaningcertification.com. This is an online course. It's only $20, but if you use my promo code SLICKTALK20, it gives you 20% off, brings it down to $16, super affordable, and it keeps your team informed on updated protocols when it comes to cleaning and sanitizing for COVID-19. While we are you know, having travel open up and we're seeing an increase in bookings and a lot of last minute stuff, um, you know, bookings within a day or two of arrival, this is something that you really should be focusing on with your team. So go ahead and hop on to cleaningcertification.com, use the promo code SLICKTALK20, and you'll get your cleaning certification to show your future guests that you are cleaning certified, that you and your team are safe and using the proper procedures and protective equipment. Thank you guys for tuning in. And now back to today's episode. He's kind of like the Joe Rogan of the hospitality industry right now. All right, Slick Talkers, welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Will Slickers. And this episode, I know I try to say this often, but 
Uh, this is actually a unique episode. This is something that normally I wouldn't do, but I've been following this guy named Tony for a while on social media. Um, Love Hate Hotels is a book that he wrote, and it's it brings a unique and different perspective to the industry and to kind of like I relate with it in my background with, you know, Marriott hotels and working in the industry. Um, and like, it, like the title is, it's love hate hotels. So there's a love hate relationship in the industry, I think. And we don't focus on the hate part. Uh, there's some parts you definitely make a question if you should stay in. And I think Tony brings a good perspective. So Tony, welcome back to, the, or not welcome back, but welcome to the show. Thanks for being on and uh, responding to my messages. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. So let's do a deep dive. Uh, who are you? What's your background? Um, maybe leading up into hotels and then getting into the book. Yeah, so uh, Tony Matthews II. Uh, I actually came from a little small town in southern Maryland, just about an hour and a half shy of Washington, D.C. Uh, went to college, West Virginia University. Uh, graduated with a business management degree. Um, of course, didn't go that route. I uh, ended up actually getting my uh, real estate license, um, which as a broke college kid probably wasn't my smartest uh, choice on the planet. Um, so in the meantime, I actually started working at a restaurant. Uh, that was my first taste of hospitality and then jumped into uh, front desk at a hotel um, because I knew it was full time. I knew it was steady. Um, little did I know 10 years later, I'd still be in the same industry trying to get out of the industry. So um I bounced around a little bit, you know, I kind of went down to Florida, back up north, back down to Florida, kind of tried to figure out where exactly I wanted to be and be in the industry or not in the industry. Um, and so, yeah, so, so at a certain point I said, you know what, let me, uh, there was a certain point in hotels where I had hopped around to enough hotels, um, enough positions to realize there were some trends I was noticing in every single one of them. I'm sure we'll dive in a little bit more, but, um, enough to realize I need to start write this down. Um, you know, it, it was, it was cool parts, but then also parts that kind of made me scratch my head and, and, and think to myself, why am I still working in this industry again? Or why does anybody? Um, so, uh, so I decided to put it on paper and then about four years later, I ended up, uh, releasing the book and, um, and a couple of years before that I started up the social media aspect, trying to just, uh, you know, get some relatability with, uh, with other hoteliers, which I didn't realize, um, there was more than I thought, you know, I worked with people and kind of bounced some stuff off of them, but it was interesting to see that it's kind of a common trend, uh, worldwide to have this, you know, this love hate with the hotel industry. Um, so yeah, so, so that brought me here to today. Perfect. And how, uh, how has it been since launching a book? I'm in the middle of creating my own. And so I'm curious to see like the aftermath of launching it. What have you seen? Yeah, so it's, uh, it's quite the process. Um, luckily, I did have a mentor. Um, shout out to Manny with the uh, Doral Chamber of Commerce here in, in Miami. Um, he had written a marketing book. And uh, I was kind of talking to him a little bit about it. And uh, he gave me some tips and tricks and kind of how to get it going, some sites to use for graphics and everything else, um, building your brand and everything else. So uh, it was good having that influence. Um, it was a little bit more difficult than I thought. Um, the writing portion was, was I don't want to say that was hard. I mean, because pretty much I would sit at a coffee shop and write, you know, and just I could cruise there for a couple hours with some coffee and just write and write and write. 
Um, the hard part began when, when the editing phase came in, you know, because you would I probably edit it 10 times. I had somebody look at it, a couple people look at it, and then I would look at it again and change a few more things and add a few more things and then edit again. Um, and then obviously I decided to self-publish as opposed to going with a company, um, thinking that eventually maybe I could, um, but it was, uh, that was even a process, uh, harder than I was expecting. So, uh, at least now I know because now I'm doing the book sequel, um, everything that I did and did incorrectly and everything else. Um, so that now I can, I learn from that and, and, and correct it here. So it should be pretty easy this go round. Um, and currently I'm actually finishing up the audio version of the first mm. book, which that's a whole nother, uh, process there. Um, I, in fact, the guy Manny that had, had, um, guided me through my book in the process, he had actually recommended, I use one of those task websites and pay somebody to do it. You can pay them like $40, record the audio. Mm. Um, my worry was I just wanted to get make sure that my tone came across in the book, so I didn't necessarily want somebody else uh, doing it. But now that I look back at it, I could see why that option might be a better one. So we'll see if I consider that for book number two. <laughs> but uh, but we'll see. You know, it's a, it's a learning process, and it's fun, and, uh, and yeah. That's awesome. So um, I think, like you said, there's a common feeling of love-hate relationship when it comes to the industry. Um, much so more when I was on the hotel side. I'm more on the vacation rental side now, but I'm still involved in hotels. But I think, um, especially because, like you said, front desk, man, like that, that position is a beast. Uh, a lot of people, you know, I think brush off the front desk for what it is, but you, you're the you're the face of the hotel. You're the heart of the operation, in my opinion. Um, other than like housekeeping, making sure the rooms and inventory is all correct and up to standard. But uh, dude, it's hard. And we get we have a cool job. Don't get me wrong. We get to make some cool experiences and moments. But when you have that upset guest and you deal with that on a daily basis, it does take a toll. Um, so yeah. uh, I think it's an unspoken. Uh, uh, commonality right and I think you saw that when it came to to writing the book what is the outcome um, of this since the book has been released for you yeah so you know it's um it, it's kind of one of those where you have the people that are always going to drink the kool-aid as I always say of, of the hotels and the hotel brand I mean some people will start with a Marriott and they're not going to ever leave that Marriott and they'll, they'll drink that Kool-Aid until it's gone. Um, which is cool. I mean, Hey, if you're happy with it and, and having a good time and they're treating you right and you're growing and, and they're paying you well, then great, go with it. Um, but then I think a lot of the more realistic people that have done explore their option a little bit more kind of see, you know, there's more to it than just, you know, everything's not hunky dory in the hotel world, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, I, I think it's it's one of those where most people agree that it's a love hate relationship with the industry, um, but there are also those select few that are gonna you know love it to the grave, um, and then there's also a select few that are gonna hate it to the grave. Um, you know, I, I read that one book uh, by Jacob Tomsey, the uh, Heads in Beds. I don't know if you've ever read that mm -hmm. one. Mm -hmm. um good book but i felt that one was uh uber negative on the industry 
which again, I mean, it has its fair share of negatives, but I do think there's a, there's a fair share of positives and that's obviously why as many people work in it that they do. Um, so, so I wanted to make sure that, that it was reflected that there, there is a love and there is a hate, you know, it's an in-between. It's not necessarily one or the other. Um, and there's correct ways, well, not correct ways to go. There's probably preferred paths to go in the industry. Like you were saying, front desk may not be the most desirable, but if you can squeegee your way into a better position, you know, in the, in the hotel or even corporate level, then it's, it's desirable. Um, so yeah, but it's, uh, but it's cool. It's, um, you know, um, I, I would say most of what I enjoy is not even as much the book. I mean, the book was fun to write. It was releasing, you know, because it's basically a memoir from, from when I graduated college, how I got into the industry, how I hopped around in the industry, started realizing these trends and the love-hate, and then how I, I'm not going to tell you, either stayed in or got out of the industry, um, you know, and some advice along the way, some funny stories along the way, because obviously, you know, we're in the hospitality business. So yeah. we do things behind closed doors that a lot of people don't see, you know, some yeah. funny stuff, yeah. you know, whether it be drama with a guest or, or, or hooking up amongst staff, you know, some, some fun stories here and there. Whereas, you know, my mom may read it and say, Tony, why did you talk about this, you know, hookup at the hotel? I said, well, mom, think about it. This came from the hotel. This would have never happened if it wasn't in a hotel. So, so all of it goes back to the hotels, but uh, makes it a fun story. But I do enjoy the social media aspect more um, because it's cool to see, you know, 15,000 people agreeing for the most part, um, you know, of the comedy of hotels, the love, the hate. So I try to make sure I'm posting some things that are the loving side of hotels and some things that are the hating side of hotels and, and sometimes just, you know, news portion of hotels, some updates that I think we all enjoy seeing, you know, the new Hilton that's going to be in Dubai or whatever, you know? So uh, I, I like that. And I enjoy reading people's comments. You know, sometimes I'll post a little question just cause I know it's going to stir up some reactions. Uh, some people get mad at me for some of the things I post. I can't remember. There was one recently I posted, and oh my gosh, the reactions I got, I couldn't even believe it. Oh, the, uh, the quote from the Hilton CEO, that one uh, seems to always stir up um, some people. You go check it out, but it has to do with him not tipping when he stays at hotels. Mm -hmm. And of course, the Hilton people roast on me when I talk about it. But, uh, but, there's, but there's a lot of people that, that don't that, uh, see the other side. So it's interesting. But uh, so it's fun to get on there and read the comments, not only myself, but it, but other people I like to see them reading it and responding to the other comments and kind of let people have their own conversations on the, on the posts. Um, and then getting direct messages. I was shocked how many direct messages I get, you know, whether it be somebody sharing a picture from their hotel or um, some hotel news, you know, obviously I try to respect their privacy and, you know, make sure if I post this, can I share your name? Can I share your hotel? You know, cause I'm not trying to get anybody fired mm -hmm. um, by having this, uh, this this outlet to express yourself um also uh you know that i know it's getting popular now is the karen humor the karens everywhere yeah, gosh, you know yeah. and uh you know it's funny because you know a few years back when i started the page and even writing the book i had never coined a, a term or a name for 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 those types of guests but it is pretty funny how now that you think of it, you're like, oh my gosh, like all this time, like there was a, you know, now that there's a, there's a name to the type of guests, I, I guess you would say, but, uh, 
So I try to slide in a little Karen humor every now and again, but, uh, you know, it, it's, it's just cool. It's cool to see that, um, you know, the issues that we face here in the U S are the same issues that people face in China or Dubai or, or Canada or anywhere. Um, you know, if you're working in hotels, you're, you're, you're seeing the same things at every hotel, whether it's a new hotel or there's an old hotel, um, whether it's a remodeled hotel, whether you're in a city or on a beach. I mean, I talk about it in the book. It's, it's, there's no perfect hotel wherever you go, whether you think it is or not, there's going to be issues. So yeah. that's what kind of makes it fun, but, but kind of makes you hate it at the same time. So, yeah, my, uh, <laughs> My favorite thing is like the following your your pages is uh, the memes and just like the overall the like the relatability in them like seeing that lobby full of uh, the bus that just dropped off all the football or soccer players and the, all the luggage everywhere you're like yep well, in there every time I just want to like you just have that <laughs> headache like cringe moment you're like oh gosh um, uh, and my favorite um, of course like you know the guests that yell at you for a certain thing and. You just, you know, you take it and there's nothing you can say back, but then you go in the back office and you're like, you go to your boss and like, Hey, look at this, uh, Karen, I just dealt with and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. and, and you, you, you have some fun behind the scenes, but, um, yeah, it's, it's fun to, I don't know. I just, it's not something again, like I've, I've talked about and I think it's, it's the unspoken commonality that these all right. happen. My favorite thing, um, when I was a manager at this, uh, 70 unit, uh, condominium hotel was that the first manager prior to me what just like wrecked the staff like just all confidence boost just destroyed like very manipulative <laughs> like hover like a manager and uh, I took over and the, none of the staff like front desk or housekeeping knew how to deal with the guest like a complaint um, at all like just a small thing like hey I love the hotel my stay was great but I saw this when I checked in or whatever and they they like don't know how to handle any like feedback just because they mm. were so their their confidence was so destroyed um and that was the hardest part like i loved my job i loved being like in the leader position but man every day anytime an issue happened it was like oh there's will go get will go get will and it's like you couldn't even do your normal job i couldn't do any revenue management couldn't do any marketing it was like nope i'm just dealing with the things that most staff um should be able to handle right so getting right. to train getting to train them into that position was it's a little unique, but, um, so are you seeing, a? I want to see, are you seeing a spotlight on these certain topics that we've kind of talked about since the book is lo uh, launched as this, um, kind of bring things to surface or do you think it's really just kind of building a community in the sense of, um, like you said, a creative outlet for people? Yeah. I mean, I would say, uh, definitely an outlet. Um, at the time when I had started the, the Instagram page a couple years back, uh, more than a couple now, but um, I remember at the time there really wasn't anything online um, that you could really go to. I mean, I know there was some subject specific pages um, that were really small at the time. And it's funny not to call any pages out, but I have noticed since I've started, their pages have shifted to a little bit more on the love hate side like mine, mm -hmm. which whatever, if it, if it gets you clicks and likes, it is what it is. It, it works. But um but it is funny. It's becoming more and more popular. And I've seen tons of pages pop up now, you know, with people messaging me, Hey, can you share my, my posts to give me some followers, which, yeah, of course. Sure. I'll, I'll you know, I'll share some posts every now and again, if, if I think it's funny, I'm not going to necessarily share or, or, 
or not funny, just something that's relatable. Um, but I'm not necessarily going to share everything if, if I don't like it, to be quite honest with you. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But, uh, you know, and what I always recommend, if, if anybody's listening that does want their post shared by me, um, just tag me in the photo. And then that way I can at least look at it on my tagged photos. And if I love it, then I'll share it on the main, you know, the main images. So, uh, if not, obviously I'll take it off my tag photos, but, um, you know, it's, uh, I think it's always been there. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, like you were just saying, you know, you have guests that you talk to in the front and then you go in the back and, you know, curse your curse their name or, uh, you know, or, Oh my God, you'll never believe what this guest just did or said to me. Um, you know, and it's funny because that's one of those bonds you'll always have with your coworkers that, uh, you know, that, that one guest that just screamed both your heads off and nothing you could do. And even the guests around them were looking at them like, what is this person doing? You know, so, uh, but I think it's always been there. I think it's just, uh, you know, now people are, uh, are, well, social media helps in general because you can, you can vent and, and not necessarily get in trouble for it um, as long as you're not name in your names or your hotel or anything like that. I know you got to be careful. I have had some, some people send me, um, images of their hotel or whatever else. And then a couple of days later, they messaged me saying, Hey, my HR told me I have to tell you to take that down, hmm. you know, and, and it, it wouldn't even be anything crazy. It would just be like a, you know, a picture of a, of a team at Ritz Carlton, you know, just, 10 of them in their little group looking happy like nothing crazy but you know the and i have noticed some hotels probably because our hr people follow me you know they yeah. see the photo of their people and then you know say hey you know we, we don't have permission to do that or whatever else so totally okay but um i think uh obviously covid i think has helped a lot I know that sounds crazy, but um, just because people have had more free time, more free time to mess around on social media, or read the book, um, or whatever else. Um, and I'm sure we're going to touch this. Uh, I think we touched this in the next section, but uh, a lot more people are starting to realize if they hate more than they love the hotel industry, especially with the weird times and trying to figure out if, if, it's something that they want to stick with or not. Mm. So, well, and there's another yeah. aspect to your, to, to your brand, right? So you do, uh, I, I guess, headhunting, recruiting type deals and, and stuff like that. So, um, uh, through, I, I want to, we'll touch into that a little bit, but when, uh, through your extensive journey in the industry, um, what's the most often seen problem, um, that a hotel or multiple hotels, uh, uh, do when it comes to either, you know, staffing or operations, software, tech, training, lack of training, you name it. What's the, like, I guess, like you've been saying, you know, trends that you've, you've seen throughout your journey um, that really brought yeah, this so, love. Uh, yep. So, um, so yeah, so I was kind of lucky enough because I worked in hotels for, I think like eight or nine years. And then I actually got into hotel staffing. Um, I was doing sales for a couple of hotel staffing companies. Um, so I was able to not only see, you know, hotels firsthand, but I was also able to see kind of a different angle of what hotels are looking for in their staff because they would use us to provide them staff. So they would tell, you know, me, hey, Tony, we need a person that can do this, this, that, and the other. This is what we're willing to pay. I don't care if they have this. I don't care if they have that. As long as they wear this, they're good to go. So that was interesting because... 
it kind of already confirmed what I knew a little bit on the industry, but, but verified it. Um, because I think one of the major problems with the industry, and people will probably argue with me about this, but I think the pay is very low uh, for the industry, um, the whole industry. It's not, it's not just one property versus another. I mean, I know there's some lifestyle hotels that'll pay a little bit better you know, than maybe some of the box chain hotels. Um, but, you know, when I was working with the staffing industry, it was very interesting to see the, cause we would staff different apartments. So I would see how much housekeeping made and I never personally worked in housekeeping. You know, I worked mainly guest services side and then I did manage. So I oversaw housekeeping. Um, but it, I was kind of realized that the, the pay, you know, you know, whereas a housekeeper in Miami, let's say, was only making the, the St. Regis, just as an example, I'm not going to call out one particular, um, but let's say the St. Regis, the Ritz, and Four Seasons, this is some major brands that uh, charge quite a bit for their rooms, let's say a thousand a night, um, versus, you know, the Courtyard Marriott down the street charging 200 a night. And they would pay their housekeepers 950 at the Courtyard and 950 at the Four Seasons or St. Regis or, or, um, you know, all these high-end hotels. So it kind of opened my eyes, you know, to what is going on? Why, why is it that this small property making zero, you know, money on their rooms versus this, you know, super high class property? Why are they both paying the same for housekeepers? It just didn't make sense to me because, you know, they would tell me I need this, this, that, and the other. I mean, it was pretty high demands for the same rate of pay as the other lower tier properties. Um, so it's kind of sad to be honest with you because we had mm. to staff it, you know, we, we did what we were told or, or we had to convince them otherwise. Um, and I think it's a common trend. Anybody in there, the hotel can probably tell you front desk agents don't get paid enough. Um, and a lot of properties just because you are the acting manager. I mean, some properties yeah. do have supervisors, managers, directors, and they, and they play a good role, but some of them don't, you know, some of them, you know, you're a night audit and you're only, the only person at the desk for the entire night yet you're not you know, your title isn't a manager and you're not paid as a manager um you know so there's just the pay in, in hotels is tricky um you know they they do i think try to make up for it with some of the benefits you know the free hotel stays or not even free discounted hotel stays um you know gym membership discounts phone discounts or whatever else but Again, if you're not paying somebody enough to begin with, they're not going to be taking trips, yeah. whether they're yeah. cheap, cheap or they're not. You know what I mean? So it's uh, that that's interesting. But uh, and I think a lot of it goes back to and I saw it when I worked in a sales office doing um, doing group sales for hotels, and I won't mention the brand, but you can figure it out if you do some research. But let's just say it was a big box brand, um, big chain. Uh, I think one of the reasons that the pay is so low is because unfortunately the hotel industry is one that you don't need a college degree from. Um, mm -hmm. I know I live in Miami and a lot of people do have hospitality degrees because um, FIU, Florida International University is a big hospitality school. Now FAU is trying to be a big hospitality school. UCF, University of Central Florida in Orlando is a huge hospitality school. I think they just got ranked top 10, maybe number one. Um, but in most circumstances at hotels, you know, if you're starting at the front desk or in housekeeping, you don't have a college degree in at all. You know, maybe you have a degree in business or, or any other degree, as long as they're 
friendly and personable, obviously you can get in the industry and, and, and grow at your own pace, but you don't need it. So I think the problem is, is these brands know that. And, you know, if, if they can hire somebody without a college degree and pay them 11 an hour at the front desk and hire somebody with a college degree and pay them 11 hour at the front desk, well, you know, you're, you're really you don't have that much of an edge on somebody if it's, if you can both be taught the same skill. So mm-hmm. I think they know that you're um, as much as you seem valued and you're like, Oh, I'm the best agent at this hotel. Obviously they put me on the best shift and everything else. Um, it, it, you're, you're very replaceable. I know it sounds bad, but it is what it is in the hotel industry. Sadly, it's not like a, um, you know, a nurse or you, a nurse practitioner where you have to go to school for whatever, six years. And then you have your, certificate or whatever it is diploma in that and then you can actually get a job in that you know you go to hotels a front desk agent or housekeeper engineer you don't need a hotel degree at all yeah um but again it's uh and it's different in different countries as well um i know a lot of my followers are from different countries where they obsess over hotels and they actually do go to school for hotels and i think it does matter in some of those hotels um in the states if you're working at a little residence in by the airport i can guarantee you they're not going to be looking for college degree in hotels or hospitality so um Another problem I would say is just the lack of schedule consistency. I know it's hospitality, but I can tell you every hotel I went to, you know, you find out your schedule three days before, you know, no. that's, it's, it's, it's not healthy, you know, it's not yeah. healthy. And, uh, and, you know, I know they say it's based on demand, which, which makes sense. But I also think if you're a good enough manager or scheduler, you can, you can schedule enough in advance to make people, to give people room to make plans. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it be two weeks or even a month and then maybe have some people on call because look, that's what housekeeping department does for the most part. Um, so I would say schedule, schedule consistency is something that everybody could work on in hotels. Um, obviously if you're a Monday through Friday uh, revenue manager or, or accounting, then you're, you're good to go. Um, let's see. Oh gosh, this one, you're going to like this one if you've ever worked in hotels, but I would say lack of money spent on technology. Oh Yeah. I can't, I can't, it boggles my mind, you know, some of these hotels that I've worked for that are um, just huge chains, you know, tons of money. Um, and then you got the worst radios on this planet earth, you know, in the hotel. And it's like, you know, and, and, and if you've ever worked a shift where you're the only person there, or if you worked like a night audit shift or you're the only person at the hotel, you'll know you rely on these radios. I mean, it's no joke when those radios are not working. Because, you know, if you need to go get a hold of the security guard or the valet attendant uh, to let somebody in a room or, or somebody's disturbing a room, it's, it's pretty imperative that these things work. Um, and it just is amazing to me, something as simple as that, that's just a small example of the radios, that kind of gets brushed off. You know, it's like, oh, it's okay, just use this radio or this antenna's broken or this clip's broken or when it's not that expensive to replace a whole set of radios. I mean, especially with sites like Amazon and then Walmart now, it's like, I just, uh, a lot of excuses when it comes to the tech part of hotels. And I, and I mentioned that in my book, I say something about, you know, if somebody's out there and is a tech mobile, if you take the time to, to get into hotels and revamp hotels, you will probably make a lot of money. 
mm-hmm. well, knowing the hotel industry, you're probably not going to get paid very well, but you'll be very well respected in the hotel industry for helping revamp it, you know, because I, I'm not sure. Um, I can't remember which chain you said you worked with. Was it was Marriott you said you were Mar- with? Yeah, Marriott, then a bunch of independents afterwards. Okay, so yeah. you, you probably work with like uh, Fossey or Marsha, oh, I'm assuming. Yeah, Marsha, okay. Opera, yeah, Fossey, Guest, okay, uh, Guestware, so yeah. How's he been around? So, so yeah, unfortunately I worked for quite a few different chains and every single one had a different, uh, front desk software. Um, I don't, might just my odds, but, uh, no, I think it's, that's my biggest thing is that is the software. Like we have, so it's so outdated and old and like chunky. Like it's not, it's not, it's not fluid or smooth. It's yeah. So it gets so annoying. That's why I'm like, I, I've respected the vacation rental industry a lot more with it because like their op, like their software, uh, it one when you're when you're booking, it doesn't look like you went to a third party platform and you're confirming your book, and then also like operation side, it looks pretty similar to like how the guests would see it. So it's just it's very fluid compared to Clean. like yeah Opera where you're like looking like a 1995 Mac computer that just got built and has oh dial up still yeah. It's, 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 it's crazy. And I, I talk about that a lot in the book actually, but, uh, it's, uh, that's something that is, is, is unbelievable to me. And in, in such a big industry, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it'd be one thing if it, if we had like a little small startup company and you're kind of just getting the ball rolling, but, uh, for such a large industry, it amazes me that the technology, the lack of technology. Um, and then, uh, and then I would say the only other problem um, as far as uh, hotels that, that that to discuss is just, um, I would say there's a lack of, um, I don't know if training is the right word for it, but um, exposure to other positions in the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, you know, every, actually every hotel I went to, you know, I don't remember them ever saying, hey, you know, do you want to would you be interested in going to sales? Would you be interested in going to corporate? Would you be interested in, in uh, doing openings? You know, if I did find out about these, it was only from overhearing it from somebody talking about it, you know? Um, maybe if you went to hotel school, you learned about all the different departments, or maybe you would have already known that. But um, from somebody who didn't go to school for hotels, um, you know, I wish I had known when I had, you know, left my first hotel. I wish. I knew about the sales department, you know, I I didn't really think about it. I didn't realize that, you know, it was a Monday through Friday gig. Um, at least, you know, if you're doing office sales, whether being an assistant or, or a sales manager and, uh, same thing with corporate positions, you know, I didn't know I could go and be, you know, an assistant revenue manager, make quite a few dollars a year, especially compared to, um, you know, at the property level. Um, and again, it'd be a Monday through Friday, you're getting corporate benefits, just some of the things that, that they don't necessarily um, tell you at the property level. And, and I understand it's probably because they want to keep you at the property level if you're really good. They probably don't want you going to corporate or sales. Um, so that kind of makes sense. But um, I would say just the lack of, um, of, of letting people know what else there is outside of the property. Because I could guarantee you, if we took a, a survey, how many people even knew that you know, some of these sales and corporate positions even existed in hotels. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I was lucky because I worked for a big chain in Northern Maryland, um, well, in the DC area. And then I found out about the sales department and that's how I ended up getting into it. Um, 
and the corporate office was right there. So obviously I knew about corporate jobs. I had friends going in there and they were always in and out of our sales office. So if it wasn't for me seeing people or hearing about it, you know, if I was in a city like, you know, a random city in the States that didn't have a sales office nearby or, or corporate headquarters right there, I just don't know if I would have ever found out about it, mm-hmm. you know, because like yeah. I was saying, the ho- hotel industry is not a bad industry. You just have to know which routes to go and which routes are available to you, yeah. you know, and if, and if you can start off in the correct route, you know, and, and kind of follow a certain path, you can do very well and make a lot of money in the hotel industry. But if mm-hmm. you don't, you can kind of get stuck hopping hotels, but staying in the same position. Um, so. Yeah, no, I get that. I think, uh, yeah, it's, it's hard. I think I would say on the boutique side of things like Marriott, uh, I was with an autograph collection. So independently owned and operated, but you know, had the flag, right? So, mm-hmm. um, I think the pay was very well. We were huge, huge hotel, but I never got to full management. I got cross-trained in every department for sure. Um, just because I was that guy that That's dedicated, right. I was like, you know, showed up two hours early, sat around waiting for the permission to go on shift or, you know, whatever it was just, it, it was kind of that extreme love. I was full in the Kool-Aid mm-hmm. with that, that property. Yeah. Uh, but then when I got to the, the boutique side, uh, I guess independent side, I don't know if I call it boutique anymore, but um, I, you know, that's when I got a little bit more exposed to like the, the better pay because, you know, there's only very few people that were good enough to get promotions. And if you're one of those people, you most likely would stand out in a good, in a good light, especially coming from a Marriott background. Everyone was like, just thinks you're the golden child. Um, but the pay, <laughs> yeah, the, the, right. the pay was really good when you got to management, but then what, like you said, the schedule just sucked. Like, mm. yeah, it was like nine to five, but man, you had people call out, you had emergencies. You, I lived a block away from the hotel. So anything that went wrong, I was getting called no matter day and night. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. And I was just a, a walk away. So it's the schedule, like not being able to plan things and, and do it. So I, I, I relate to those and the software, man, it's just killing me. I think it's uh, we're, we're so about the guest experience, but we're so far behind. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I don't know if hoteliers just got so used to doing business and operations the way they've been doing it, you know, 20 years ago when they first started or had their first property, whatever. But dude, times are changing. And I'm like, uh, I don't know yeah. if this is, uh, this, this applies to our industry now. Like, you know, it's, it, we have to innovate and get creative and use better tools and resources to make it, you know, overall better so not even not even lack of technology either it's um you know you'll go to uh you know not to call it a brand but hilton i worked with hilton for a little bit and they have you know five different programs for yeah yeah you you know you have five programs just think about that five programs just to check a guest in you know with your key program you got your check-in program you got your um you know whatever else program it's like your engineering request program your housekeeping program it's like, geez, I mean, it's just, it's just mind boggling, but yeah. I could go on for days, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah. And I, and I would say too, with all those problems that I mentioned, you know, as you'll see by the book, I won't give everything away, but I hopped around quite a bit. So mm-hmm. I hopped around to a lot of different companies, different chains. So, you know, it, you know, Marriott in particular, or I'm sure Hilton's the same, you know, every major chain, 
you know, I know people curse the word franchise hotel, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, Oh man, you don't, you don't want to go work for a franchise, you know? Well, I tried that world, you know, and I did the corporate world. I did the franchise world and there's not, there's not much difference, you know, it's, um, maybe some things are out of line a little bit, you know, the, the, the uh, corporate world, maybe a little more, uh, you know, everything, everything's perfectly, you know, OCD, I guess you would call it. Uh, and the franchise world might not be, but there's also a lot of advantages to the franchise world that a lot of people don't realize in the smaller hotel companies and that some of the boutique hotels that are their standalone management companies versus corporate Hilton, corporate Marriott. Um, so it's, uh, so it's, it's interesting, but I would say those problems are across the board. It's not just one hotel. And the only reason I know that is because I've, I've been around the block a few times, you know, not necessarily proud of saying that, but I have been. So, yeah. Well, before we get to the positives that you've seen, I want to talk about um, something that you kind of been mentioning a little bit is hospitality school. So Mm -hmm. this is a interesting topic because I've kind of struggled with it. Uh, I have a certification, you know, for revenue management through Cornell university, like whatever did it online, didn't attend. Um, But I've seen a lot of people say like how to build your career, you know, going through as a student, a hospitality student and going to school. And I kind of disagree with the, like, I don't think in order to be in the industry, you need to go to school. Like you don't need to have like this degree showcasing hospitality business or management or whatever, because you're not doing it in school. You're learning about it, but you're not on property hands-on. And like you said, I think it's every property is similar, but not cookie cutter. You can't just apply something you learn in school and take it right out of the box and put it into a hotel that you work at your first time. Yep. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of curious like what your, your perspective is on hospitality school. Do you think, um, do you think it's behind the times or do you think it's, it's maybe getting better? I don't know. Like I, I've seen other influencers or people in the space that are all focused about hospitality school and like students. And I kind of don't agree with that model. Um, so yeah, I mixed, mixed emotions about that. Um, well, okay. So me personally, I, and I talk about this at the very end of the book, uh, mm. so I don't necessarily want to give it away, but, um, but I would not, I would, if I, if I was getting into the hotel industry, I would not even go to school mm-hmm. period. I would, I would start out of high school. I mean, there's no yep. reason you can't start out of a high school at a, at a nearby hotel. And then as long as they're personable, friendly, you know, you have a look, um, your hotel's going to hire you as a front desk or housekeeper or whoever. Mm-hmm. Once you're in the hotel, there's really no need to, to go back to school. I mean, you know, especially if you're with one of those chains that gives you access to all the trainings mm-hmm. um, that you can take whenever the heck you want. I mean, some of them require you to take, you know, certain ones. Um, but you, and, and the way I put it in the book is think about it this way. You know, I went to college, I went to, you know, West Virginia, I think it was like 26 grand a year, you know, for four mm-hmm. years. That's, that's quite a bit of money. Um, if I had started in hotels at the age of 18, you know, when I graduated college, or even if I started yeah. part-time before then, I don't know what the, the, the age you can start working in, in anywhere is, but you might even be able to start before that work part-time. You know, from that age, 18 to 22, when I graduated, I could have grown. I mean, I could have been a GM at a hotel at that point. Yeah, it might have exactly. been a small residence in or, or one of the smaller ones. But, um, you know, at that point, once you're GM, you know, you can, you know, 
transfer, kind of work your way up. You transfer to a larger hotel as an AGM maybe. And then, so I wouldn't even go to college if I were to go back in time. So I definitely would not go to college for hospitality. I hate to say it. Yeah. Um, and and, and this, for the simple fact that you know if you have a ho- hospitality management degree, no one is going to hire somebody out of college, you know, whether it's business management, hospitality management, or any kind of management as a manager. Mm-hmm. When you graduate college, you're never going to start as a manager. Anymore. It just doesn't make sense. Now, I do know that they have um, some properties, and I actually met one of my followers the other day, um, and she did the management uh, trainee program. And I do know some people that did that. When I worked with Kimpton, um, we had a couple people that went through that program. Um, and, you know, they, they basically would manage at one position, they'd go to another, uh, or one department, go to another department, manage that department, go to another department, manage that department. Um, I would have to follow up with them to see where they are now to see if, if it made a difference, you know, but the way I look at it is if you really had that age 18 to 22, where you'd be in college to actually work in a hotel and grow in a hotel, I don't know if, if you would need a hotel degree. I mean, you know, take little certificates here and there, or maybe even get like an associate, do some like night classes while you're working in a hotel. That could be cool. I mean, that I, I did talk about that in the book. Um, you know, that way at least you're building something on your resume. If you ever did want to change careers, you obviously a college degree does look nice on a resume if you did change careers. Um, but I mean, if you're, general manager for 10 years of your life and you didn't go to college i don't know if they would care that you didn't go to college you know if you were to no. go to another industry so yeah that's my that's my biggest personally thing. i wouldn't yeah personally i wouldn't yeah no that's my biggest thing is that i preached is like if i like you said if i went to a hotel even just a small tiny one instead of like my first hotel was 716 rooms sixty thousand square foot Ooh. three bars like you know it was uh, it was huge huge property um, Marriott specific. So like, um, if I got into that prior to, you know, I was 20, I think it was 21. My first, yeah, 20, one of the two, 20, 21. Um, if I got into that, you know, 17, 18, it would, it, there's so many skills that you can learn that even if you like, like you said, don't want to stay in the industry. If you start out at front desk, you can learn about accounting and uh, you know, direct bills and payables and, and then all the stuff that goes in behind and sales, which goes into marketing and marketing that, you know, there's all these certain things. And then of course, guest service, business, overall operation management. If you learn how to operate a hotel, I'm pretty sure you can go learn how to operate other things. Right. So that was always well, my you thing. Said it, you said it perfect right there because if I were, if I were, or, or maybe if I were to go back now because of all this COVID stuff, Mm-hmm. I would do, do like a revenue management. Yes. hundred percent. You know what I mean? I would do either accounting or a revenue management. One of those jobs where, I mean, cause if you take an accounting in college, it's not specific to hotels. It's, just, it's mm-hmm. for anything. So then if something does come up like a COVID, which who knows if something like this will come up again, but even if you just want to get out of the hotel industry, at least you have that degree that you can transfer to somewhere else. You know, if you're, yeah. If you're, if you're looking to go into accounting now and you got a hospitality management degree, is somebody even going to look at you? I don't know. You know, so it's, if you were to do any education, I would just do something else Mm -hmm. and then still work in hotels. That way you can always kind of fall back on it, you know? True. 
Yeah, and I think, yeah, and then, it, like, that's my thing. It's like, I didn't know what I wanted to do as a kid. Like, I was like, oh, I want to be a counselor. I want to be a firefighter. I want to be a police officer. I want to, I want to do this. And none of them worked out, obviously, but um, it's just, if I just knew somebody was like, go work at this hotel, go help in housekeeping, or go help front desk, or restaurant, busboy, whatever, I probably would have been way advanced in my career earlier. But, um, yeah, it's just... I think, uh, I think the hospitality school, I'm thankful for like Cornell, like certif like, like you said, certificates that you can get to help advance your career or even just like apply, uh, if you wanted to into a different career. Um, another great option is like tipsy, tipsy.com. Like during COVID-19, I know a bunch of people like free online courses on certain things that you can get. It's just a really helpful tool, but, um, I don't, yeah, I don't think I'd go to college for it, especially at the price that colleges are. Um, no, that's the, that's the thing too, because at age 18, working in front desk, you're going to make 11 an hour. If you're lucky yeah. at age 22, when you graduate college, you're going to make 11 an hour. Yeah. Yep. I mean, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah, that's, so, that's it right there. Well, so let's go into the positives then. What are the positive trends that you've seen? Um, I hopped around, I've hopped around too in my career. And like you said, not very proud of it, but at the end of the day, I think it gives a very wide perspective. Um, what what do you what do you see that um really is just the biggest perk of it all yeah so i i bullet pointed six main things at the end of my book um and i won't go into too much detail but the six main things that i see as the positives for working in the industry and the reason to to work in the industry if you had to put it in the love category uh number one job security um mm. there's about a bazillion hotels in the world um if something happens to yours, you can go to another one. I mean, if you have experience, for the most part, you'll be able to work at any hotel. Um, not to mention all the departments, you know what I mean? So you can work at one department and go work at another. You know, if you look at my history, I've hopped around like crazy to all kinds of different positions, um, which you could see as a good thing, you know, because I have experience and everything, or you can see it as a bad thing. But the point is, is you have the ability. Um, Especially if you're single. Security. It's like it's like the airline yeah. industry, you know, if you're in the airlines, you can, you can pack your bags and go stay in Hawaii and then go to Germany and do this and do that. And, and at the end of the yep. day, you're, you're flexible, you're single, you got no kids, no husband, wife, whatever. It's a, uh, yep. It's pretty, and that's pretty. number two right there is a uh, ability to work anywhere. You know, as mm -hmm. long as you don't have too many attachments, even if you do, as long as they're flexible too, you know, realistically, if you want to, I mean, there was, I picked up and moved, you know, states to work at a hotel and I didn't even have a job lined up. I brought mm -hmm. resumes, applied, got a job, moved, and that was a wrap. Um, I almost did it, you know, into some other states too, almost did it in Hawaii. Um, you know, as long as you don't mind it, you, you can do it. You can, you know, the, the famous quote is, you know, I, I live where you vacation or you could say I work where you vacation in the hotel industry. Um, because I know that's a, I talk about the brag factor in the book about, uh, working in hotels. We love to brag about what hotel we work at, but that's like a whole that other thing. Like that Marriott skit. Exactly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, another thing is, uh, networking. Um, you know, it's a great industry to network in. I mean, whether it's your own hotel or you catch up with other hotels, um, in the same company, whether it's the same management company or same flag, um, you know, and I mentioned in the books, not to keep saying I mentioned the book, but I do, but um, how many other industries do you know 
where you can go to a bar or restaurant and they actually have hospitality specific nights. You know, you go on a, if you come to Miami or, or you go to like a Vegas, you know, hospitality driven towns, you can go on a Monday night or a Tuesday night, kind of the off peak nights and they have hospitality nights with in, insane specials, mm-hmm. you know, and it's geared towards hoteliers and, and people that work in restaurants. Um, you know, and you can network like crazy, you know, uh, and again, it goes back to the whole job thing, you know, you can meet somebody that works at the best hotel in Vegas and end up working at that hotel in Vegas. Do they care that you had a, a degree of hospitality? Not a bit. Um, so uh, I think it's cool in that sense. And if you've ever worked on the sales side of um, hotels, a huge networking opportunity because you're, yeah. you know, obviously attending tons convention of sales center events. events. Yeah. yeah, convention right. center events and all the other stuff in the city, state. Yeah, and even and even at the desk, I mean, if you think about it, um, sounds bad, but a lot of people do it, I know. A lot of people work in the desk with the intention of meeting that certain guest that's going to get them that next job. Yep, you I've know? met plenty of those guys, and I actually had plenty of job offers come my way just by being a good desk agent and taking care of the, the repeat guests, you know? Oh, yeah, I bet you yeah. I bet you all desk agents have some sort of business card for that yeah. rainy day where something happens. It's like, you know what, I'm quitting. I'm going to go talk to so-and-so with whatever yeah. insurance agency or whatever. So, yeah, I'd say networking is, is pretty good in the industry. Um, I put overtime as a positive uh, mainly because it's, it's pretty cool. I mean, the industry doesn't pay great, but at least there are some opportunities to earn some overtime, um, more so than probably some others. Um, just because a lot of times you are short staffed. Um, so, Hey, you know, will you mind working this shift and you'll get some you know, time and a half. Oh, sure. Great. Mm-hmm. I'll work an extra eight or 16 hours. I don't care. Um, now the, the, the offset of that, I guess you would say is, um, some properties, actually a lot of the properties I worked at, um, they'll, they'll give you this overtime. And then next thing you know, Friday comes and they'll say, Oh, since you worked at eight extra hours on Tuesday, can you go ahead and just take off Friday? Don't worry about coming to work. Yep. Um, so, and you know how hotels are, they'll spin it that it's your advantage. Oh, do you go ahead and enjoy this Friday off? It's beautiful when in your weather head, you want to work that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You want to work that Friday cause you want that time and a half, you know? Yeah. So they obviously have the workarounds, especially with holidays. That's a whole nother topic, but, um, yeah. But if, if you play your cards right, you can get some opportunities for some overtime. Um, you know, some clock, some, some properties are pretty sticklers on uh, what time you clock in and clock out. But if you play your cards right, as far as maybe staying an hour early and an hour later every day, you can swing a couple hours of OT every night, um, at least until you get in trouble for it. But um, I was like, I, I always got, I always got overtime no matter what. Yeah. See, uh, see, you were good about it. If you're good about it, you can, you can make it happen. Yeah. But, um, Okay, so two more I got. Uh, benefits. I did say benefits was a positive. Um, obviously, there's a love-hate to this portion, too. Um, it is cool that they, they give you discounts for whatever brand you're with. Uh, but as I said before, the thing is, is if you're not making a lot of money to begin with, are you really going to take advantage of yeah. these trips? Not to mention, if you're finding out your schedule three days before, are you taking these trips? You know, So that kind of makes it difficult to use that. Uh, I do know some people that, that use them pretty frequently and good for them. Um, I, I'm, I didn't even use them myself. I think my family used more of the benefits that I had in hotels than I did. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't really see, I didn't see that as a benefit for myself, but it is what it is. Um, 
a lot of them do have pretty cool, um, at least if you work with some of these bigger chains, they have some pretty cool benefits as far as, you know, phone discounts, gym discounts. Um, a lot of people don't even know about that, but you got to look into it. And a lot of companies do have that. Um, and then also, um, I guess you could call this a benefit, but a lot of the, um, the, the bonuses via survey name mentions, um, I know I worked yeah. at a Hilton prop, a Hilton property in particular, and they offered like, you could get a hundred dollar bonus if your name was mentioned on, um, on the surveys that they send out, mm -hmm. um, through email, the guest surveys they send out through email, you could get a hundred dollar bonus for every name mentioned, as long as it was like a five out of five star. Mm -hmm. And then you could get the trip advisor. I think it was only like 25 for that, but, um, same thing. It had to be like a certain uh, rating. Um, you know, I didn't really pay attention to it. To be honest with you, I don't really like asking for name mentions. It's kind of cheesy for me. Yeah. But now that I look back at it, like I was kind of an idiot for not doing that because I know there was a, you know, one guy I worked with and he was bringing in like an extra 2000, you know, every paycheck yeah. just on, yeah. just on name mentions, you know, it's like, and I talk about the industry paying poorly, but if you can take advantage of some of those other things, overtime, the name mentions, you can, I yeah. guess you could say that's a, that's a benefit, you know, yeah. again, well, it, extra it, it goes, stuff, but. Yeah, it goes off of the management too. Like if they, you know, even create these bonus programs or incentives. For me, I did like an upsell incentive for my, my team. Yeah. So the there more you upgrades you got and like the more your name was on upgrades, that you would get bonuses or a percentage or, you know, whatever from it. And I think that was a good driving one because the, you're not asking for a name mention. You don't have to like, you know, be selfish and be like, make sure to say Debbie. My name's Debbie. My name's Debbie. Read it. <laughs> right. But uh, you could, you, you could definitely be like, Hey, I see you have two kids. You're in a one bedroom, you know, non-view. I have a great two bedroom view room. It's only an extra 20 bucks a night. You're there for three nights. The hotel just made, you know, 60 bucks and then boom, Debbie just made, you know, 20, yeah. whatever. So it, yeah, yeah those are awesome. All, yeah, those are always good that, ones. And that goes back to sometimes you can get in with a lucky hotel that has awesome incentives. And some people, mm -hmm. some people work for hotels all their life and they're like, why do people hate it? You know, my hotel's great. I get this incentive. I get this, I get that. And they got, but a lot of hotels, you know, don't necessarily do those same things. You know, yeah. I remember I went to another hotel and I wasn't even working front desk. I was working like concierge. And, um, I remember hearing the front desk girls talking about how much money they were making on upsells. And at the time I'd come from another property work in front desk or two other properties work in front desk. And we didn't even have any such thing mm -hmm. as that. And I was like, I was like, man, are you kidding? I said, if I had that at my other properties, I could have probably been cleaning up and I was doing it for free. Yeah. yeah. You know, and not to mention that, that, that property, they had, you know, water view upgrades. So it was like, well, that's, that's too easy for 50 yeah. bucks or whatever. Yeah, it was, too but, easy. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, but, um, and then the last, the last positive would just be, um, and we talked about earlier, just no, you don't, you don't need any education, formal education. Mm -hmm. You want it, go for it, but it's, it's not needed. Exactly. Well, and so with, with kind of this getting to the end of the episode, what, what do you think um, COVID-19 is going to do for the impact of the future? Do you see this like shaping uh, the new sense of like hotelier or type of, I don't know, any kind of innovation for the industry at all? The only thing I see is shifting, to be honest, is, um, well, and I thought that the, the uh, digital key, keyless entry, um, when I worked at Hilton, they had it, but nobody really used it. I mean, the higher rewards tier, people used it. 
Um, well, and I think it, you had to be a higher reward tier, tier to use it. So it encouraged people to sign up kind of thing. Um, but um, it's interesting. I did a post not too long ago and um, asking about or saying something about, is this the end of the room card um, as we know it? And I had tons of people, majority of the people messaging me saying that they're still using theirs. Even in the midst of all this COVID, I was like, what? Like, yeah. you got to be kidding me. And um, so maybe maybe even that that I thought was going to take off might not unless, you know, a law requires that they can't anymore. Um, but other than that, I, I really don't see anything shifting. I mean, yeah. I, I think more people might shy away from um some of the vacation rentals i know you're not going to want to hear this um but um part of me wonders if more people will stick to hotels now because they know the cleaning standards will be there versus renting you know my couch um and just hoping that i clean the place and disinfected the place before they came you know so in that sense maybe it'll help hotels um their occupancy a little bit but I don't know. I, I I mean, I've stayed at a hotel since this COVID thing and literally nothing had changed. I mean, well, it was also in Georgia and they're very, you don't have to wear masks or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, so maybe, yeah, maybe that's why, but it, I didn't see anything different uh, during that hotel stay. Nothing. I mean, maybe the room was cleaner. I don't even know. It looked clean to me, but I don't know if they were going and doing extra disinfecting. I trusted that they did, but uh, I don't know. Um, yeah. So Unless there's some laws put in place that requires hotels to do certain things, I just don't know if it will shift. I mean, the only thing that might shift is the rates. Rates yeah. might finally go, go back down. I mean, I know when I was working in um, sales, I was shocked as to how often revenue management would increase rates you know, year after year. Rates, rates is going up and up and up and up and up. And I always wondered how that, you know, how that was going to play off. I mean, too fast, not like, not just based on inflation. I mean, rates are flying up mm -hmm. um, just based on demand, I guess. And uh, maybe the rates will, will, will drop down to, to a more reasonable rate. I mean, cause they're going to have to, to get people in the doors, but. Yeah. Well, I was going to say a little inside scoop on the key cleaner uh, thing is that, so I, I was at a Marriott prior to this hotel, um, had the keyless entry, loved it, was like totally all about the mobile app. Um, mm -hmm. And then and now I'm here at a Holiday Inn and they're using the, the swipe key cards. Um, but uh, one of my old director of rooms at the first hotel I ever worked at, uh, when I was working with him, this was like, like I said, five years ago, um, he got a patent for a key card cleaner that he made. He made a key oh, card nice. You insert the key. It has a sanitation like sponge and dry off system and it cleans the, the cards because we, we were all stuck during hoop fest. It was this big, like three on three basketball tournament. Um, and these nasty like college and high school kids would turn in their key cards with like snot on it. And like <laughs> we were, and they didn't want us to throw them away. You know, 716 rooms, see, that's a lot of keys you, you throw away. Right. So oh, yeah. we, were, we were wiping them down with a, a spray and a, a wiper and I was like, man, there's going to be an easier way. And then he, he comes up to me. He's like, hey, Will, two weeks later, you know how you guys were, you know, complaining about uh, wiping down the keys? And I was like, yeah, yeah. He was like the first key card cleaner, not the first. But then he got patented and then he sold it. And it's like, dude, what the heck? I gave you that idea. Yeah. That's, <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah, but it's, again, I don't know if, 
it's just an extra process that I don't know if hotels will, unless yeah. required to by law. I don't know yeah. if it'll it'll change. Yeah, I agree. And don't underestimate the vacation rental industry, my friend. That they no, I like it. I love it. They're, they're doing some. They're doing some crazy stuff with uh, getting that you know trust verification for the cleaning and all that. So it's it's been fun. It's fun to watch. Yeah, they're but, gonna um, have to. I would imagine. Oh, dude. Yeah, because like Hilton could make a commercial saying, you know, there's a tab at the door. It's, you know, once it opens, it breaks the tab showing that you're the first one to enter since we cleaned it, blah, blah, blah. It's like, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that little yeah. sticky thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, but vacation rentals obviously can't really, well, they can, but everyone's just going to look at it weird, but I don't know. Gosh, which I can imagine that's probably uh, fun as a front desk agent when you send somebody to a room that has a uh, a tab ripped open already. Oh, yeah. Boy. <laughs> you can't imagine the, <laughs> the caring to come from that one. I'm glad I'm not, uh, I won't say anything, but yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, Hey man, it's been awesome to chat with you and have you on the show. Um, do you have any final thoughts, shout outs or anything else where we can learn more about the book? Obviously I'll include everything in the links and, and on socials, but I just want to give this uh, the opportunity for you to wrap it up. Yeah. I would just say uh, first and foremost, thank you uh, for having me. Love the, love the podcast. Love the idea. Um, it's funny because your name, the, the way you named the podcast, um, I have a friend who always uh, made fun of me because I would always say, I would always say to something, instead of like, that's pretty cool, I would always say, that's pretty slick. And so yeah. he always would make fun of me for it. He said, that's pretty slick. That's pretty slick. Um, so it was funny when I saw your podcast name, I was like, wow, that would have been one. I, that would have been the same name I probably would have used. <laughs> uh, but it just so happened to fit your last name, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um uh, as far as some shout outs, um, I know I do partner uh, with a couple people. I know one is uh, Freedom Organicides. I don't know if you've ever seen that on my page, but basically they make a, a natural bug, bed bug repellent. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I do have a, a coupon code. You can reach out to me. I don't think I've put that one on the on the uh, Instagram yet, but uh, but it's pretty cool. I mean, uh, bed bugs are a huge problem in hotels that a lot of people don't yeah. think of, but prevention's probably a good thing. In fact, they're actually... Um, they're, they're, the stuff that they use actually works on mosquitoes as well and then pretty much Ooh. every bug in the world. So they're trying to work in some patentings and whatever else to try and get that going too because um, that'll be our one-stop shop. Um, and then I do recently started working with yescustom.com. Um, that's where if you saw that post with the mask that basically is if I'm wearing a mask, it still looks like I have my, my same face. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, that's just one of the things they do. They do quite a bit of uh, – of things but i do have a discount code for that it's love hate hotels 20 and it'll get you 20 percent off so if you want to get some for your hotel team throw that in there and help you out um uh and i might have to talk with you about working with you here soon so we'll see um but uh, as far as my personal shout outs uh yeah obviously go get the book if you haven't read it love hate mm -hmm. hotels it's on amazon you can get a paperback or digital um audio might actually be up within the next 24 at the 48 hours <laughs> we'll nice. see i've said that before and then i always catch, <laughs> catch some 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 glitches but um hopefully it will be up um because i know a lot of people prefer to listen than, than to read um if you do want some hotel merchandise i have a few items nothing crazy you know just some, some hotelier strong gear um the hotelier strong gear actually all the proceeds from that are going to go towards hoteliers in need. Um, the last time, basically, I I put a story and said, "Hey, if you're if you're in some desperate need, shoot me a message. 
I took all the messages, kind of went through them and see which ones, you know, really do need some help kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and helped them out. I just cash app direct to them. I mean, I'm not playing around. I know there's some cool organizations that you can donate to and stuff, but I much rather would prefer to have my hands on where it's going and knowing that it goes straight to hoteliers because I haven't really researched it, but I don't know where a lot of these um, organizations actually donate to. Um, So I'd prefer to directly send cash app to some people. Um, And then I ended up matching it the last time myself. Um, We'll see if I do that this go around as well. But uh, but yeah, there's some hats, some bags and stuff. Obviously there's hats on there and a couple cute little hotel travel things. Um, But there's a link on on the bio on the Instagram for that and the book. I do do hotel head hunting. Um, I've I've put a few posts on there before on the Instagram. Basically, if you're looking for a hotel job, which probably everybody is right now, so it might not be the best time to to shoot Mm -hmm. me your info, but um, especially in Miami. Uh, Send me your resume. Uh, It's just Tony at lovehatehotels.com. Send me your resume. The one thing I do ask, make sure to put references on there. I know a lot of people put it separately or they don't include them. Please put them on the resume. I don't know why people don't put them on the resume because they're going to call your resume or call your references over somebody else's resume. And if that person they called praises you, they're not even going to look at the other resume. That resume is gone. You know, I know people will argue, don't put the references on there, put them on. Um, uh, So go ahead, send me that. If if you're interested, tell me where you want to work. Um, what positions you're interested in and qualified for. Don't just tell me you want to be general manager if you're a front desk agent. Um, and same thing with um, hotels. Um, if you guys need help with, with staffing, if you're looking for something in particular, let me know. In fact, that's what I prefer to do is, is have the hotels reach out to me um, and then I find them a position because I ha- did do that previously for my actual uh, full-time job after, after hotels for a little while there. Um, so, yeah, so there's a link to my site on there, or you can just email me, which, whichever you want. Um, as far as um, if you want me to come speak on your podcast or hotel or whatever else, I can do a little book signing, and kind of some fun things. I know it's it kind of got crazy with COVID, so I don't think a lot of places are doing that right now. But once things fire back up, I'd love to come, uh, do some signing, meet some people, do a little, do a little talk or, or whatever else. Um, and last but not least – make sure you guys keep sending me stuff. Um, I love it when you guys send me content. I mean, obviously I try to come up with my own. Um, if I do come up with my own content, by the way, my logo will be on my content. If I do not come up with the content, my logo is not on the content and I will make sure to share where I got the content or who I got it from. I know there's a lot of hotel pages out there and I'm not going to call you guys out, but you are sharing other people's stuff and not giving them credit. I don't care if you share my stuff, just throw me a shout out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so send me everything. Yeah. It's, it's, it seems obvious, but, uh, yeah. you know, it is what it is. Um, yeah. Send me stuff, funny stuff, hotel news, how your hotel is, picture hotel team, a selfie, you and your mask. I don't care. Um, you know, and I'll try to, if I don't do a post from it, at least I'll shoot it on a story and, uh, and you can show your friends or whatever else and, uh, and keep it going. And then, and, and, um, Hopefully you guys have fun with it and read the book and the book number two, which is the sequel. It's called love, hate hotels, late checkout. You could probably figure out what the gist of the book is going to be by that, uh, sequel title. Um, it's not going to be as long as the first one, but it's basically a sequel from the first one. Um, and pretty much brings me up to today. 
obviously this doing this podcast probably won't be in the book, but, um, but pretty much up until COVID that's where it finishes. So it's, uh, it's pretty cool to see kind of how it all comes together. And I think you'll enjoy it and get some, get some good laughs and, uh, relate to the love and the hate, um, with working in our, our lovely hotel industry. Yes, exactly. Well, I will also link everything that Tony has mentioned into the show notes. So make sure all you slick talkers out there, follow, like, subscribe, you know, the gist. Um, and then of course, uh, tag us, post us, share us and comments, all that good stuff. We, we love it. So thank you, Tony, for being on the show, my man. Um, excited to talk more and then, uh, yeah, definitely see the second book come out. Can't wait. Thank you. Will. appreciate it. Anytime. Thank you so much for listening. We love your support and want to provide the best we can to all our listeners. So please find us online, social media, and on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Google Podcast. What's up, everybody? If you've gotten this far into the episode of Slick Talk, the Hospitality Podcast, then you are amazing. And thank you so much for tuning in. We want to send you two places really quickly. If you can, check out the show notes and click the hospitality.fm link. Check out all of our other shows on the podcast network. And don't forget, if you have someone that you want to hear on the podcast, then fill out the guest fill out form so that way we can get them on the show. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy another episode of Slick Talk, the Hospitality Podcast.